Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, gold Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989-898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989-898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989 with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989-898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. It is imperative that City Hall send a message that we have zero tolerance for blatant corruption. This is especially infuriating to me as someone who represents a district that has long suffered from filthy streets. Residents in my district have to step out and dodge feces, trash, and needles every single day. This is a terrible, unacceptable public health crisis, and no one should live in those conditions. But time and time again, when we ask Director Nuru to take action, to add bathrooms and trash cans and pressure washing, the answer was no. This is Michael Savage. I live in ground zero for public corruption. As I have told you, there is no newspaper in this city. I have told you the city I live in in San Francisco, there is no oversight. There's no two-party system. They have totally corrupted the entire meaning of the political process. Nancy Pelosi is at the top of the pyramid along with uh, Dianne Feinstein. And then it goes all the way downhill. Right away, you understand what I'm talking about. You'll put two and two together. How many years have I been telling you that San Francisco is the most corrupt city in the country? Well, what do I mean by that? How do I know that? How? When you see people crapping in the streets and they're not arrested because the police have had uh, their uh, rules. The rules are you can't stop a man from defecating in front of a restaurant window because it's his civil rights to crap in front of a restaurant. If that's not an example of a degenerated, corrupt city, tell me what is. Then you see the homeless bums all over the streets, aggressively uh, panhandling, aggressively attacking people and not being arrested. Then you see the roads are broken. You have an iconic structure like the Golden Gate Bridge, perhaps one of the most iconic symbols in the world. The road's broken as it comes into San Francisco. Where do the hundreds of millions of dollars in road funds go? highway funds. Who's stealing it? I've asked this for 10 years. Now, 
I know that we're focusing on a bigger picture today, the Trump impeachment uh, scam. And it's going on and on and on and on. And I'm really not watching it. Others are. And they will comment on it. They have commented on it. They're doing an excellent job. But you know, there may be a connection between what's going on with the impeachment of Donald Trump and why Pelosi decided to pull the trigger after saying she wouldn't. I want you to follow this logic, and I want you to understand it's pure speculation. Do you remember last year Pelosi said she would definitely, definitely not pursue impeachment because it would be too divisive, it would rip the nation apart? And then we were told she was pushed by occasional cortex and the far left. I didn't believe that for one minute. Pelosi is a, a force unto herself. So why would Pelosi have decided to pull the trigger on impeachment? Well, I don't really know, but I'm starting to get an inkling about something. Now, what am I referring to? There's a big case that's just come out of San Francisco where the public works director, Mohammed, Mohammed, Mohammed Nuru, and his buddy, a restaurant owner, Nick Bovis, were charged in a federal criminal complaint with wire fraud. Now, you say, well, what does this local story have to do with the federal story of impeachment? Well, first of all, you've got to understand something. This corruption case in San Francisco is a federal case. It was brought by the United States District Court for the Northern District of California by the U.S. Attorney, David Anderson. This U.S. Attorney was appointed by none other than Donald Trump. Are you starting to see how the pieces might be falling in place? On August 16th, 2018, President Trump nominated Anderson to be the U.S. Attorney for the Northern District of California. I have to tell you, we've had no U.S. Attorney here. They were always hacks of Barbara Boxer, hacks of Dianne Feinstein, hacks of Nancy Pelosi. They did nothing to stem the tide of corruption in this city and in the state. All of a sudden, we have a district attorney. And remember now, this is not going to be a locally adjudicated case. The communist who was just put in as the DA has nothing to do with this. This is a federal trial that Mohammed Nuru and Bovis are going to be faces facing something's wrong here but i'll tell you right now if i were writing the movie script and i've written three best-selling novels here's how the movie script would go it's pure fiction a congresswoman goes after a president the president tells her to back off it's all crap the congresswoman is so drunk on her own power she won't let go the president goes after her through an underling you get the picture now because here's what i think could happen if i were writing the novel this guy nuru is going to sing he's going to flip because they're going to throw the book at him i'll read you the case in a few minutes because you're not going to believe how big this corruption case is and you will see that this man is going to go away for 20 or 30 years and he's an older man he's 58 or he's going to do a deal with the united states attorney and that deal would incorporate blowing the whistle on who he's, uh, who else he thinks may be involved. Who was he involved with? Don't you think this money was flowing uphill for the last 20 years? 
Now, I have no proof of this. I'm only a fiction writer and a talk show host. It's only speculation on my part. But this, remember, is a federal case, not a local one. And it has the potential to bring down the entire House of Cards. And this may be why the entire Democrat structure, beginning here in Northern California, is doing everything it can to get Trump out of office right now. This is why they're impeaching him. What Trump has been doing in D.C. is causing waves to crash all over the nation in these corrupt cities. His U.S. attorney, along with his judges, will now be deciding that corruption on this level will no longer be tolerated. Remember, remember, this is an easy case to follow. The U.S. attorney was appointed by Donald Trump just last year or two years ago. He's a new one, David Anderson. He's not from the boxer era where he was just basically a house attorney. So we'll have to see where this goes. But what is the case? Tell me what the case is. No, I'm going to tell you what the case is. And we may have a surprise guest on the show in the next hour or two, which I cannot mention because we're working on it. This guest goes all the way up to the White House. So what are the crimes allegedly, and I'm saying allegedly because they're innocent until proven guilty. What are the crimes that are alleged that Mohammed Nuru and James Bovis uh, committed? Well, according to the complaint, it has to do with cash and free travel in exchange for the commissioner's assistance to win a bid for the right to run a restaurant in the San Francisco airport. Now, do I have to tell you why everyone wants a store at an airport? Have you seen the prices? Have you seen that a beer costs $10? Have you seen what a bottle of water costs at these nightmarish restaurants at airports? Now you know why. U.S. Attorney Anderson says the complaint describes a web of corruption involving bribery, kickbacks, side deals, by one of San Francisco's highest-ranking city employees. They go on. Special agent in charge, Bennett says, government employees are entrusted and expected to protect the best interests of the American public with integrity. The FBI will continue to investigate and hold accountable any public official. Now, I'm going to jump cut right here to the actual complaint. I'm going to read it in an outline for you and save you the time. What are the facts establishing probable cause? The FBI was doing this case for quite a, a while now. They were wiring people. They were following people. Count one, honest services, wire fraud, aiding and abetting, U.S. Code 18, 1343, 1346-2. That's just legalese. But what are they alleging? Tell me what they're alleging here. Well, if you look at the complaint, which you can study if you're a lawyer or interested in this stuff, on michaelsavage.com, we've leaked linked rather the actual <laughs> filing so in in the broad scheme here are the statements about corrupt intent one san francisco airport scheme but there's more to it than that two multi-million dollar mixed-use development scheme that's kickbacks on developments three transbay transit center another huge boondoggle now listen to this four bathroom trailer scheme and homeless container shelter scheme five vacation home scheme now let's for a moment talk about the bathroom trailer scheme and homeless container shelter scheme how many years have i michael savage told you that there are billions of dollars being made off the homeless crisis not only in san francisco but in every city in america every corrupt city in america is cashing in not only on the bum crisis 
which they keep it festering in order to keep getting people angry. So more money is thrown at it. More money flows up the hill. Get it? it? It's also related, not in this case, to illegal aliens who account for billions upon billions of dollars a year in uh, funds that flow uphill, flow uphill. Remember, flow uphill. Key words are flow uphill, flow uphill. So you've got mixed-use development scheme, airport restaurant scheme, Transbay Transit scheme, bathroom trailer scheme, homeless container scheme, and vacation home scheme. What is this about? Why should you care? Why? Because as sure as I'm sitting here, They've got these guys, Mohammed Nuru and Nick James Bovis, in a vice. And they're going to squeeze them in this vice as tightly as they can until one or both of them decides to cooperate with the government. And when one or both of them cooperates with the government, you'll see all hell break loose in this city, in this state, in this nation. Because as sure as I'm sitting here, what I know about corruption, and I have studied everything going back to the corrupt Tammany Hall days in New York, any small-time commissioner who's corrupt kicks up hill, which kick, kicks uphill, uphill, uphill. It all flows uphill, not downhill. Now, the reason this show is important today is because the impeachment charade has been going on forever now. It's been going on forever. And remember, I want you to recall, please, Pelosi originally said a year or so ago she would not pursue impeachment in the House because why? Boys and girls of the savage nation, it would rip the nation apart. It's too divisive. And yet all of a sudden, somehow about a year ago, Pelosi pulled the trigger on impeachment. I'm asking a question. Could it be related to the fact that she knew this case was uh, trickling in the background and that they were working in the background. Something was going, look, this is how politics work. It's called pressure on both sides. And since we don't have an opposition party in San Francisco or in the state of California, it's a one-party corrupt system, and we have no newspapers in the state of California, none whatsoever. They do no investigation of any Democrats. They're just echo chambers of the Democrat machine. Well, we have a U.S. attorney who works for who? President Trump. The U.S. attorney and the FBI have been investigating these characters for a while. These characters are innocent until proven guilty. But if you read the affidavit in support of the criminal complaint, I don't care if you're a Democrat, you'll be as outraged as the San Francisco supervisors are pretending to be. Why are the SF supervisors who are normally useless and do nothing suddenly saying we're going to root out all corruption we can't have any corruption why i'll tell you when i come back on the savage nation the savage nation it's savage on demand hey here's a question how did you sleep last night did you spend the night tossing and turning worrying now look if you're struggling to get a good night's sleep you've got to try a purple mattress the founders of Purple are two brothers who have been developing cushioning technology for 30 years on things like medical beds, wheelchairs. Well, in 2016, they finally decided to use their patented comfort technology to create Purple, the world's most scientific mattress. Now, what does that mean? How is Purple different from other mattresses? Listen, the Purple mattress will probably feel different 
than anything you've ever experienced. Why? Because it uses the brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. It was not like the memory foam that I'm used to or you're, you're used to. No, no. The purple material feels unique because it's both firm and soft at the very same time. So it keeps everything supported while still feeling really comfortable. Plus, it's breathable. Unlike foams, it's breathable so it sleeps cool. It ends up giving you the zero gravity-like feel so it works for any sleeping position. Okay, 100-night risk-free trial. You're not satisfied? You can return your mattress for a full refund. It's backed by a 10-year warranty, free shipping and returns, free in-home setup, old mattress removal. You ready? You're going to love purple. And right now, my listeners will get a free purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text SAVAGE to 84-888. The only way to get this free pillow is to do this. You ready? Text SAVAGE to 84-888. That's S-A-V-A-G-E to 84888. Text S-A-V-A-G-E to 84888. S-A-V-A-G-E to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Now we know that at the very time that the conditions on our streets worsened, Director Nuru is accused of spending his time lining his own pockets. This is infuriating. My constituents and residents across the city deserve government officials that are entirely focused on one thing, effective, transparent decision-making and results that solve problems and improve quality of life. You know, these guys are so full of crap. This is a San Francisco supervisor making believe he's shocked by the dirt and filth in the streets and all of a sudden shocked by the corruption and he's going to clean it all up. They're running scared, all of them. They're all running scared. So they say it's Director Nuru and restaurant owner Bovis who are in the vice right now, but they're scared that it's going to come back on them somehow. Now, this guy, Nuru, was the head of the Department of Public Works. The budget was $500 million a year. That's not small change. $500 million a year budget. So what was this all about, according to the complaint? Nuru used his official position to benefit a billionaire in China who was developing a large multi-million dollar mixed-use project in San Francisco in exchange for travel and lodging, high-end liquor, and other gifts and benefits. You know, when we say some politicians are like no better than hookers, you kind of get the picture here. A bottle of liquor and 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 a free trip. This is what they sell their lives for. If this is true, it's disgusting. Nuru attempting to use his position as the chair of, of TJPA to secure a desirable lease for Bovis in the Transbay Transit Center in exchange for benefits provided by Bovis. Nuru providing Bovis with inside information on city projects regarding portable bathroom trailers and small container-like housing units for use by the homeless. You hear this? so the Bovis could win contracts for those projects. Do you understand why I've been screaming about corruption in this city for 10 years? Why I've been screaming about the homeless crisis, which is created by these corrupt politicians, in order to steer money to the homeless issue and then cash in on it themselves? Nuru obtaining free and discounted labor and construction equipment from contractors, says the complaint, to help him build a personal vacation home in Calusa County, California, 
while those contractors were also engaging in business with the city. You say, well, this is standard operating procedure. Well, it shouldn't be if it is. And if it's going on in other cities, it shouldn't. But notice which city just got hit with this federal complaint. San Francisco. Why this city? Was this the biggest sign of corruption in the country? Maybe. But it's also the place where Feinstein and Pelosi reside. It's the place where Governor Newsom resides. It's the place where there is no newspaper. It's the place where there is no Republican Party. It's the place where they took Pelham, one, two, three. They're so successful in their corruption that nobody could touch them, so they thought. Michael Savage, a host like no other. There was no shock and horror at the idea that this kind of old school bribery and corruption was occurring with someone at the center of that scheme who is no newcomer to city politics, right? So I don't think anyone can read this complaint and not think there is far more there than what has come to light and that we cannot trust the branch of government in which this is happening to investigate itself. So here are the city supervisors, all far-left lunatics. All of a sudden, they're making believe they're shocked by the corruption in San Francisco, and they're going to do something about it. My friends, the only reason this is happening is because Donald Trump is president. The only reason Pelosi and Feinstein are trying to remove Donald Trump is because he unleashed this firestorm on them. Now, it's not on them, as you well know. It's not on Pelosi and Feinstein. They're not named. It's Nuru and Beavis. Well, Bovis. Or Bo- I don't know. Bovis. Pardon me. N- Nuru and Bovis. Bovis. Nuru and Bovis. Mohammed, Nuru, and Nick Bovis. Not Feinstein. Nothing to do with any of the politicians. Nothing at all. But I think that you could reasonably assume that if there's a corruption case on this level in San Francisco, uh, let us say the um, higher-ups would have had to know about it, or they would have stopped it. Right or wrong? Well, why? We can't allege it, and we can't surmise it. It wouldn't be fair. I'm not Media Matters. Media Matters accused me of something I didn't do, and it was picked up by the vermin in the media as though it was a fact. The same way they're smearing others in the conservative media, the same way they smear the president. I've been facing these vermin for, for 25 years, funded by George Soros. Now, let's get back to this again. Alleged crimes committed, because this is a big case. San Francisco Director of Public Works and Restaurateur charged with public corruption. Why does it matter to you? Well, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But remember, and this is the most important thing, many of you have lost the connection here. This case was not brought by the communist district attorney, the son of terrorists. This case was brought by Donald Trump's U.S. attorney. It is a federal case. The communist DA will not be able to touch this one way or the other. Do you understand that? This is going to be a federal trial. And if you've watched enough movies... You know how these things work. The prosecutors throw everything at the accused. Then they squeeze them. They try to get them to flip to a higher fish. And then they do a plea deal with them. And we'll see what happens. Right? So what is this about? What is the scheme, actually? You know, most of it's so petty, it's actually frightening when you look at it, what these people will go down for. How, how really low-life city officials are. Now, they got these on tape. 
Apparently, they have a confidential informant. Boy, I'd love to know who that was. As Bovis explained to a confidential source during a recorded call, that's by the FBI, in order to win the bid, Nuru had instructed Bovis to provide $5,000 to Nuru for Airport Commissioner 1. You hear what they'll go down for? As well as a free trip for Airport Commissioner 1 to the city where the confidential source's company, referred to below as Company X, is based. So they get a free airplane ticket. Can you believe this? More specifically, during the recorded call on March 21, 2018, Bovis said, so, quote, he, Nuru, told me, he goes, just give me, between me and you, I didn't want to say it in front of the other people. He said, if you give me like 5,000 bucks cash for her and send her off to the city where Company X is based to meet you guys, and I'll get it taken care of, close quote. And I said, okay. Bovis then told the confidential source, so I'll take care of that and get her out there to you, close quote. The FBI agent who wrote this complaint says, I believe this conversation shows Nuru directing Bovis in private to provide a $5,000 bribe and arrange for a free trip for airport commissioner one in exchange for helping to help winning the airport lease. Now, it gets more interesting. On April 4th, 2018, Bovis met with an undercover employee, UCE. The FBI put an undercover employee and two confidential sources at his Burlingame restaurant hmm, just prior to their dinner meeting with Nuru and Airport Commissioner One. This is like right out of a cheap uh, gangster movie. This is like something set in like a restaurant in Cleveland on the outskirts of Cleveland where some greasy guy is getting a $5,000 envelope. After being asked about the $5,000, Bovis responded, quote, Muhammad is real private and blah, blah, blah. You can read it yourself. I could read it for you, but you can read on your own. It's on michaelsavage.com. I got the complaint linked up for you. But let's speed along here to the corruption involved with the homeless bums. Why do you think there are so many homeless bums in your city? Why? Because of the billions of dollars that are flowing uphill, not downhill. These poor people in the streets need help. And they get federal, state, local, charitable money to help them. And it's all stolen by the corrupt politicians. Bathroom trailer scheme and homeless container shelter scheme. Are you ready for this? As director of the Department of Public Works, Mohammed Nuru also has influence on or control over DPW's contracts to purchase portable bathroom trailers. The bathroom trailers are being placed or are intended to be placed in various San Francisco locations to alleviate unsanitary conditions caused by the city's ongoing homelessness problem. Nuru also has control or influence over a project for the city to purchase tiny container-type container type portable housing for use by the homeless. Nuru has assisted Bovis with his bids for these projects by, among other things, providing Bovis with inside information regarding both projects. For his part, Bovis indicated to his business partners that the competitive bidding process for one of the projects was, quote, just a formality, unquote. Now, again, I have to reiterate for legal reasons that both Nuru and uh, Nuru and Bovis are innocent until proven guilty. I am reading you this very, very serious FBI <coughs> U.S. Uh, attorney uh, complaint. Then there is a Nuru vacation home scandal. That's a small fry thing. This guy owns a vacation home near the Mendocino National Forest on Lodoga, Stonyford Road in Stonyford. And the home has been extensively remodeled by contractors largely from San Francisco. 
This home is three and a half hours from San Francisco to Stonyford. And yet they have San Francisco contractors coming out from San Francisco. The contractors in San Francisco have more work than they can handle in the immediate Bay Area. They could get any amount of work they want. So why would Nuru has contractors from San Francisco driving three and a half hours one way to work on his vacation home? Oh, why? According to the complaint. Well, read the complaint yourself. You could figure it out. Okay, you could figure it out for yourself. I mean, they say, okay, I never heard of it. Now, let's go to the airport for a minute. We know the bums, the homeless people are being used by these corrupt city officials. They always have been. That's why the, the, the problem festers, because they're cashing in on it, because most of us can't stand stepping over the feces. Now we have the airport. Have you bought a bottle of water at an airport recently? How much is a bottle of water? $8? How much is a beer at an airport bar? A rotten, stinking tap beer. $8? $10? Why do we pay those prices? Because it's a monopoly. And how much do you think restaurant owners pay city officials to get uh, the, the, the contract to open a restaurant or a bar at an airport? I don't know, but in this case, you'll find out. You'll find out that they didn't have to pay that much. That a schmear a little bit, not a lot. Bovis appears another video with the You can read it. It's very interesting stuff. It reads like a little bit of a novel. Now they have people who've been wiretapped. They've had them on wires at the restaurant Bovis and CHS. Blood. That's confidential informant. Discussed the Terminal One RFP and particular lease number five. Did you ever try to get a lease at a uh, <laughs> at an airport? Let's say you're an honest restaurant owner or an honest bar owner. Did you ever try to submit a, a bid for a, a contract to an airport? You, you know you wouldn't get it because you're not corrupt. You have to go on the inside. You have to pay off one of these bums, these corrupt politicians somewhere in America. On February 8th, 2018, at approximately 9.35 a.m., confidential informant made another recorded call to Bovis. Bovis said the previous night he met with Airport Commissioner 1. Oh, I can't wait to see who that is. And she said she wanted to go with him personally and think she is going to talk about what she would do to about what she would take to do it, unquote, what she would take. You listening to this now? You ever ask why people want to become airport commissioners, bus commissioners? You know, you say, look, I'm originally from New York City. You say, what does that make you? My father told me everything. I kind of knew everything by the time I was five. And when he would see a congressman going by or an assemblyman. In those days, they had big bronze, uh, bronze plaques on the back of their cars over the license plate that, you know, it was like the Politburo. If you saw a car that said congressman or commissioner, you, you steered clear of it. You knew these people were juiced up and you knew not to mess with them. I mean, I so knew it as a boy. And why I said that, why would anyone want that job? Why don't they become a regular businessman? And he would say with a smile, Michael, because they get a lot of money under the table for doing favors for people. Oh, Dad, I didn't quite understand, you know, what it meant. She says, so then what's the big deal? In that same call, Bovis stated he met with a famous lawyer who handles all this stuff. I wonder who the famous lawyer is. Bovis said Nuru, his friend at the head of DPW, arranged the meeting with Airport Commissioner One. Blah, blah, blah. He would ask Airport if they needed to get the lawyer involved since he knows the rest of the committee. Blah, blah, blah. So there's the schmear job here. Bovis, uh, in, in footnote eight, Bovis also discussed paying a former elected official to lobby for the airport lease. Blah, blah, blah. And telephone records confirmed. See, this, they were tapping these guys. And these guys didn't know they were being tapped. 
And uh, today, Bovis spoke about a chicken restaurant. <laughs> I, I'm reading something. It's, kind of, it's like a novel for me. Okay. Bovis and CHS 87857, that must be a confidential source, spoke about a chicken restaurant suitability for airports. Chicken restaurant. Bovis said he was going to set up this upcoming uh, appointment with her and then a meeting after. Bovis said he would find out what it takes to do it. You hear this? So that's why you, John Q. Citizen, can't get a, a bid at an airport or at a public place like a bus terminal because you haven't smeared off. Bovis said he was going to ask her direct questions to get more of a guarantee. Are you listening to this? Bovis said, quote, his friend, they all think they're like wild gangsters. They all start to talk in code. You know, my friend, he's our friend. They watch too many movies, these guys. My friend knows all the airport commissioners. So they have, quote, maybe four of the seven votes for sure. I just need to work on the other three, and uh, I'll see how many anybody else I can get to uh, that knows the other three. Anyone else I can get to that knows the other three, unquote. Bovis explained he does not want to do this one like last time when he thought it was done and it was not. Confidential foreman told Bovis to look into the lawyer, and Bovis said they might need to hire the lawyer just to cover everything. Hmm, how do you like that? Then they get another tapped call. And he, uh, Bovis reminds him that his friend Nuru knew all the people on the board, blah, blah, blah. And then we go down a list. Is this of any interest to you? You want me to say, talk about impeachment? Do I have to say Trump and Schiff and FISA in order to keep your interest? Bovis and had a series of recorded calls about scheduling a meeting, blah, blah, blah. Bovis Muhammad, again, seems to think and do it, just want to meet her, blah, blah, blah. So they approach, they go to the meeting with an envelope full of money. And uh, they give them the envelope. Again, they think they're in a movie. They think they're doing their own movie. They're filming their own movie. They're all wise guys now. A $5,000 bribe? That's all it takes? Bovis stated that Airport Commissioner 1 said the chicken spot was pretty easy because Airport Commissioner 1 had looked into the competition and did not see anything yet. See? So she already violated her, her uh, oath of duty. Airport Commissioner 1, I'd like to see her taken out in an orange jumpsuit. I want to see who that. I can't wait to see who you know, what we're going to do is we're going to look up airport commissioners in a few minutes, and we're going to see how many of them are women, because it keeps saying her, and this is the airport commissioner one and she, so we'll probably get the name for you in a minute. Bovis then stated that they needed to get ahead of the vote because the vote would be decided ahead of time, blah, blah, blah. Bovis uh, asked if everyone could talk straight out with Nuru, and Bovis confirmed they could, and he said, I'm good friends with him. Hmm, how do you like that? So then, okay, is there any more to the story that you need to hear? Or you're already bored. The the uh, I think the attention span of America is already uh, is expired. It's like a shelf life. Clause D. Nuru tells Bovis to provide a five thousand dollar bribe for Airport Commissioner One. When I come back, we'll read the names of the San Francisco Airport Commissioners, and we'll see how many of the women. So if we can do a little detective work on our own, something a newspaper would have been doing if there was one, not run by uh, uh, the Democrat machine. I'll be right back. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. We're talking about one of the biggest city scandals of modern times that's blowing up right now in Nancy Pelosi's backyard. Now, I'm not implying she's involved, dot, dot, dot. But we have people listening to this show. They're on the edge of their seats because I believe there are going to be new indictments over the next days and weeks that are going to shock us. Antoine in San Francisco. Antoine, what did you have to say about this just now? You're you're a resident a, a resident of the city, Antoine. Yeah, I'm a born and raised uh, native. I still live here in the city, sir. Uh, I want to thank you for taking my call. I listen to you every day. 
Nice. There is a there is a there is a name to this lady you're talking about. The airport commissioner. Her name is Linda Creighton. Now wait, sir. Now before we accuse her of being the the you know commissioner number one, how do we know that's her? Well, we don't know for sure, but it, I just find that she coincidentally sent her resignation letter to London Breeze uh, yesterday, the day. <laughs> oh, 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 God. Amen, sir. Because, you know, I'm not laughing at you. I'm, I'm laughing at the coincidence. So we're hearing about um, Airport Commissioner 1, and it's anonymous, but you're saying someone just resigned yesterday, Antoine? The, the the woman Linda Creighton, she was the seat. Well, she was as of yesterday. The air. Unbelievable. <laughs> we'll be back. If anyone knows anything more, call me. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Fans of the spoken word, welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. It is imperative that City Hall send a message that we have zero tolerance for blatant corruption. This is especially infuriating to me as someone who represents a district that has long suffered from filthy streets. Residents in my district have to step out and dodge feces, trash, and needles every single day. This is a terrible, unacceptable public health crisis. Of course they do. And no one should live in those conditions. All right, it's enough already with the bull. Listen, you're listening to a San Francisco supervisor who suddenly is shocked, shocked, I tell you, uh, that there was uh, corruption at the public works department. Just he's shocked to death. He's just stunned. But I'm the only one who has told you for years that the reason the homeless crisis has festered in America is because of the large amounts of money that is thrown at the homeless crisis that doesn't even go to the poor people in the streets. It's stolen by the politicians. And they keep them in the streets so that we demand that more money be thrown at the problem. Do you understand how, how this is? Do you understand why? These problems don't get solved. So I am talking about a huge scandal. And if you want to know more about the alleged crimes by the department of head there, uh, Nuru, Mohammed Nuru, and the restaurant guy, Nick Bovis, we linked it up, the actual federal complaint, the San Francisco director of public works and restaurateur charged with public corruption. Before I get back to this, and I'm going to invite anyone listening to the show in San Francisco or may have retired and left the city. If you have any insider information or any information about the corruption in San Francisco that you have known about, put a handkerchief over the uh, mouth of the uh, phone and call this show because I've had enough of this. Now, the mayor appointed this airport commissioner who resigned the other day. We had a caller in the last hour who said she resigned the other day due to her health. It's true. The article just came out. She did resign, but she's going to be indicted anyway because she's mentioned in this complaint. She's going to go down as well. She'll do a Weinstein job. She'll come in with a walker, 
a mask, the oxygen job. That's the latest thing is is the oxygen tent, the walker, the the wheelchair. They come in to get sympathy for the jurors. I think people can look through everything right now. Everyone is so cynical. But before I get back to this, I want to go to the big story of the coronavirus, which has now been declared an international emergency by the World Health Organization. Finally, thank God. I happen to be a trained epidemiologist with a great degree from the University of California at Berkeley in 1978. Does it make me the world's leading epidemiologist? No, but I know my business. Uh, I did give you the history of epidemiology the other day. I think on Monday I told you about John Snow, the genius who uh, first put two and two together on a diphtheria uh, outbreak in England and closed down a pump, which was a common source uh, for infection. No one had ever done that before, that detective work, disease detectives. So as a disease detective, both personal and international and more broadly for the radio show, I have been screaming for weeks now to stop air travel from China to no avail because why? Corruption. Corruption. You Things don't just happen because they make sense. Because there's too much money at stake. And this is how a nation dies, from greed. Greed and corruption kills not only cities. Greed and corruption kills states. Greed and corruptions kill nations. Other nations have collapsed because of greed and corruption. But I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. I want to remain very specific. So WHO, which is largely a useless organization these days, it used to be, again, I knew scientists who worked for WHO. They were wonderful, first-rate, honest people. One of them in particular passed away a few years ago. He was a world-famous malariologist. They usually got the best scientists in the world at these organizations. And then what happened was there was so much money involved, they started to become corrupt, and they stopped doing really valuable work. So finally, who does what this little guy, Michael Savage, said should have been done weeks ago? Now they're declaring it. What are they going to do about it? Nothing. Nothing. They'll declare, and then they'll have another meeting, then they'll fly somewhere in this. They'll have another meeting. Someone will get smeared to say it's not really spreading. No, wait till you see the corruption that comes out with this now about the coronavirus. You think there's no money being transferred here to make sure that no one hears about it? Are you joking? 76, Neuro told Bovis uh, that the Transbay Transit Center rooftop was still available for development. <laughs> the group discussed an earlier meeting and tour of the Transbay Transit Center. Neuro mentioned that over 500 buses would go through the Transit Center. The group, listen to this carefully, please. The group also discussed the possibility for a train station in the future and that there was potential with Salesforce employees at lunchtime. They, dis- they continued to discuss restaurants in San Francisco until Nuru was alerted that Airport Commissioner One had arrived. I'll pause right here. She has since resigned. As soon as Nuru left to meet Airport Commissioner One, UCE 79, and Bovis returning about the $5,000 bribe to Airport Commissioner One. Especially Bobo said Airport Commissioner did not ask for anything. No one asked for anything, but Nuru recommended they do something for her. He said Nuru never asked her for a favor before, but she'll gladly do it as a favor, so she may not even take anything. All right, good, so maybe she's innocent. It's possible. She wouldn't want to take the money. That's nice to hear. Why she resigned, then I don't know. And then you read on on your own. You could you go there. Previously told Bobo no one asked for the chicken place yet. Bobo's going to ask a question. Yeah, pretty sure we'd get the chicken place. Ask a direct, we don't want to waste, we don't want to do, don't want to do another RFP if we're going to lose to second place again. Bovis said they could explain to Air Commissioner One that they lost money and have lost twice. Oh, a real loser, this guy. And by the way, it's a nice restaurant that left the Odules. I knew I knew the previous owners. When I first went on the radio, my friend uh, was married. He's married into the family sweet guy. He died a few years ago, one of the most honest guys I ever met. 
I don't want to mention his name because it has nothing to do with this story. I used to go in there for a turkey sandwich and pay for it, by the way. Paid for it. I'm not like some people in the city who like the free meals on the arm. Oh, yeah. Some of them wear Brioni suits, but they don't pay for any food. No, they don't pay for it. They don't pay a dime. They eat for free all over town. I made a rule. I don't want to ever eat for nothing. Please, I pay for my meals. There's another one with a, uh, in town who wear uh, the same uh, uh, Hawaiian shirts for 40 years. I don't even think he washed it. Another one took it on the arm to mention on the to mention the, the restaurants on the radio. But he's he's small potatoes at this point. He's like a, a a mashed potato. So you get the story. If anyone has anything to say, go ahead. Menachem in Miami. Menachem. Menachem, you're on the Savage Nation. Menachem, what's on your mind, Menachem? Hi, doctor. How are you doing today? Why are you asking me that when you know I don't answer such trivial questions? I mean, how am I doing? <laughs> I hope my grandmother would never answer such a question. She was Russian. If someone asked my Russian grandmother, how are you? She would say to them, how should I be? <laughs> okay, I'm joking. So what's on your mind? So uh, first off, I'm a third generation savage listener. And uh, Great. I can tell, you know, uh, one time you met my grandfather and uh, he asked you a question, which is, are you the same in real life like you are on the radio? And you said, absolutely. You know, and we appreciate that because you're real and you're true and we like that. Right, and I pay for my meals in San Francisco restaurants. <laughs> I'm not an airport commissioner. I'm a talk radio host. So what's on your mind? You're calling from Miami? You're there, you're there for the Super Bowl or you live there? I live here. I'm a Hasidic Jew. And, uh, you know, I love how you speak about Shabbos, you know, Sabbath. Uh, it, how about Donald Trump? Do the Orthodox Jews like Donald Trump? We love him. Oh, my gosh. Best thing. What do you think of, what do you think of Jews like Adam Schiff and Nadler? Ah, phonies. They're in it for the money. You know what strikes me the most cynical of all is Bernie Sanders. For years he said, I don't identify with my religion because he was a communist his whole life. And communists disavow religion, as you well know. To them, the state is God. So for years, Bernie Sanders said, I was born Jewish, but I don't really relate to my religion. Now, all of a sudden, he wants to appeal to Jews. Bernie Sanders, I wouldn't be su surprised if he, if he got a bar mitzvah in the near future. You said it the best the other day. He's a grifter. The guy's a con man. You know, he... he no, I, I'm sure we're going to see Bernie Sanders being bar mitzvahed in the very near future to show how Jewish he is. First, we've got to give him a bris. <laughs> Uh-oh, don't go there. This is a family show. But I, I could tell you some bris jokes in a minute on another... Thanks for the call. 855-400-7282. So now it's your show. I've talked at length about corruption, the corruption scandal that blew up in San Francisco. And uh, it's on, it's on my, michaelsavage.com. I've tweeted the, some of the links. You want to talk about the coronavirus? Would that be of any interest to you, my audience? Uh, because we could talk about it. What are we going to say about it? You know I'm right. You know there should have been an immediate travel prohibition of anyone coming in from China. Did you see the story the other day of the woman from China who escaped Wuhan, the, the epicenter of the disease where the live animal market was? She said she took an antipyretic, that's an anti-fever drug. She had the fever. She took a drug to, to suppress the fever so she could get out of the city. They were on the quarantine. And she flew to Paris to enjoy a five-star meal while infected with the, uh, with the virus. Are you listening to this? And then she showed it on, on Instagram because she wouldn't miss a meal. Unbelievable, right? Well, how many more of those individuals from inf areas of uh, infection 
have gotten out and have come to San Francisco, Los Angeles, Chicago, New York, or Miami? Do we know? We don't know. The cat is out of the bag. But I will tell you right now, we're only at the very early stages of the virus. That is very, very, very worrisome to all of us. Oh, there he is, my favorite, Nadler now. Uh, the cheap night school ticket fixer bum, low-life uh, nebbish bum like that. Could you imagine this bum has hated Donald Trump his whole life? Do you have any idea why Nadler has hated Trump from day one in New York? Trump did stuff. Nadler was a... Okay, let's go back to San Francisco, the corruption. Nadler was a schmendrick, small-time city official in New York. And he opposed Trump at every level because Trump probably wouldn't schmear him. Trump, Trump probably told him to go to hell. So because Trump wouldn't schmear him, Trump got things done. He built the Walmart ice skating rink. Trump really fixed the city. Nadler tried to block almost everything Trump did. Why? Because Nadler was like a like the Michelin tire ad from years ago, like a dough, like a dough. Was a Fleischmann's yeast? He looked like a Fleischmann's yeast ad. And uh, a nebbish. I told you he was jealous of Trump. Trump was taller, better looking, had a nice wife, a beautiful car, successful. This guy was a a low grade Democrat politician. Now this schmuck Nadler wakes up and he's up there telling us the president is not entitled to be the president. I am so glad that I have no power. All I could tell you is I wake up every day and I thank God for a lot of things. The first thing I thank him for is for giving me my breath and my life. And along the day, I say, God, thank you for giving me no power whatsoever. Because I can tell you right now, if I had the power, Nadler wouldn't be up there in that nice suit, nor would Schiff. I'll be back in a minute. I don't want to say another word. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. I think it's possible that there will be more indictments. Uh, some, ha- some things have come out in the media over the last few days uh, of other people who may have been involved, uh, who were named. And, uh, you know, I definitely would not be surprised if this goes further than solely uh, Director Nuru and Mr. Bovis. Uh, certainly, we believe that San Francisco supervisor, Matt Haney, who's acting shocked, all of a sudden he's shocked. Now, it's interesting. He just said that he thinks there'll be more indictments. And I'm, I'm going to make more of this than you may imagine, because I'm usually ahead of the curve with stories. I'm telling you, this is going to go much higher eventually than just the city. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Now, we invited a spokesman from the local attorney, U.S. attorney's office to come on this show and listen to what just came in. I'm going to make news right now. Play the breaking news sounder, Robert. Da, 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 da. This comes to me from one of my producers, Douglas Lynn, who says the Justice Department just called me. They were given a stop order from a higher up. They would not say from how high up. And they're not going to be allowed to talk with the media until the next wave of indictments. So there are more indictments coming, as Supervisor Haney suggested. And uh, this is just beginning. This is just beginning. But if you think San Francisco is the only corrupt city, look at Berkeley, look at Oakland, look at Marin County. Marin County is a fiefdom that is so corrupt. It's something out of the deep south of the 1940s. Uh, It's beyond comprehension what this county is like. It's beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful places on earth. But go try to get a permit for anything in this county. It's frightening to try to put a uh, a board on a deck in this county. What they make you pay in contracts and 
uh, rather in permits and fees. That's all corruption. You know, I knew a guy who had relatives in, in Panama. They still live there. They, they live there forever. The family, some part of the family, when they came from Europe, went to New York. Another part of the family went to Panama. So they're deeply entrenched in Panama. They know the country very well. They're all very well-to-do. They work very hard. We're talking 180 years later. So these people said to him that it was easier to do business when Noriega, the corrupt dictator, ran the country because you only had to pay off one official once. He said it's far more difficult to do business there now under the government because they're all corrupt with permits and fees and inspections. He said, what do you think those are? Those are payoffs to the government. So when I talk to people here in Marin County or San Francisco about socialism, I said, you don't have to look any further than the building permit process. That's socialism. Every one of them wants a handout. They say it's legal. What's so legal about holding people up to put a board on a deck? Well, anyway, you get the picture. 855-4-7282. We are talking about San Fran corruption. Nuru gets busted. It's bigger than you think. It may go way up. Again, if you missed the opening to the show, I want to link it back to why it's a federal and national story. Because this never would have happened under the previous U.S. attorney who had been put there by Barbara Boxer and Dianne Feinstein. He was their lapdog. Worthless. There was never a corruption case brought when Boxer, when Barbara Boxer, was running the show. He was a lapdog attorney. Then Trump comes along and they hate him. They try to stop him at every turn. Trump put in a new a new U.S. attorney for the Northern District in 2019. He puts in this guy, David Anderson. And now all of a sudden this case comes up. This case has been filtering in the, you know, along in the background for quite a while. They all knew about it. They all knew about it. Every one of the top Democrats is probably running scared right now. I can guarantee you that all of the Gratazura guys, all the guys eating on the arm in every restaurant in town, they're sweating through their Brioni suits. They're schwitzing through their silk underwear. They're plotzing through their ties. I guarantee you they're, they're checking every email and every phone call they made over the last five years. This I can guarantee you. You know what I'm saying? We'll be back in a minute to take your calls right here on The Savage Nation. Michael Savage, a host like no other. It is uh, it is not surprising to me with the corruption, the feces, the hypodermic needles, the crime wave that's out of control, the lack of a newspaper, no TV stations. How many times have I told you about these million-dollar news trucks? It's sickening. These morons drive around with these news trucks, million-dollar trucks. You've seen them with the satellite antennas, and they never, ever, ever report on corruption in the city. It's as though we're living in the ex-Soviet Union here. The thing is, it's so beautiful here that we tend to forget it. Most of us live in la-la land because if we figure we have a tolerant attitude, which is live and let live, no one bothers me, I won't bother them. Then you got the Kate Steinle case. Whatever happened with that? The illegal alien who had been deported five times who shot her. Whatever happened with the, uh, the terrorist son dismissed that case too? We haven't seen that one. Why? Because the news truck guys are worthless. There is no newspaper. Why? Because you don't know what's going on in the city. But So now Trump sends in a new sheriff, a U.S. attorney, a year and a half ago. And now he starts wiretapping. He starts sending out FBI agents. And these guys have been getting away with this for so long. They became lazy and they became brazen. They figured no one was going to touch them. They were so juiced up. They could not be touched. 
they could steal as much as they wanted. No one would touch them, so they thought. So then Trump sends a new U.S. attorney, and the guy goes to work to clean up the dirtiest city in America. And uh, now all of a sudden, bingo, this hits the city like a sledgehammer. And if you think it's over, I don't. I don't. I think this has just begun. So they got Director Nuru under five counts. They got the, the restaurant guy, whatever his name is, Bovis, Bavis, Bovis, Bovis, never met the gentleman. And he's, uh, he's indicted. You don't think one of them is going to turn? They're going to throw the book at them. They got these guys. If you look at this case, I mean, they're innocent until proven guilty. We know that. But let me tell you how they squeeze people. The best defense is innocence, by the way. The best defense is innocence. So let's pray they're innocent. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt like they've given me all these years. San Francisco, Richard Line 2, you're on the Savage Nation. What's on your mind? Well, uh, Dr. Savage, I'm very inspired by your show today regarding the corruption in San Francisco. As a native San Franciscan, that's something that I have been fighting for over 25 years, including several pieces of legislation that I've been involved with, with many fine San Franciscans. Hmm. Were you in government? Uh, well, uh, no, but my uh, family goes back uh, to the turn of the century, and they've always been involved in government. Uh, the only government involvement I have had was uh, being involved in bringing about term limits for San Francisco, uh, which led to the California state term limits, which... You know, I run into San Franciscans who are here two, three generations or more. They come up to me, and I don't know whether they're Democrats or Republicans. I don't even ask them. They all say we listen to your show. Every Democrat who's honest listens to your show because there's no other outlet in this Bay Area for anything other than the propaganda machine. Absolutely correct. Uh, since my last piece of legislation, the Chronicle, the Examiner, and other entities will not publish a thing that I write, whether it's clear uh, substantiated fact or not. It's well, look, let, let me ask you as an insider, you see this, you see this case against the, uh, uh, the public works guy, Mohammed Nuru, and then the restaurant guy. How high up do you think this could go? Uh, it can go very high. Uh, I, I, I know that the mayor is frustrated as a arch conservative, uh, uh, I uh, cannot uh, support uh, the elected officials we have in the city, but I must say uh, I do know factually that uh, she's very frustrated with these things. And I would not... Wait, wait, you're saying that Mayor London Breed, yeah. is, is she herself is, is upset by this? I know uh, factually that uh, uh, she's been upset with DPW and MTA, Municipal Transit. But wait a minute, didn't she appoint this guy, Nuru? Doesn't she appoint him? No, no, he was appointed uh, before she took office. Yeah, yeah, he's been around for 20 years. But doesn't he report directly to her? Yes, uh, and and uh, these are uh, uh, political problems that involve... All right, so she inherited... She inherited the uh, the whole situation, I get it. So you don't think she herself is involved in this? Um, I 
I don't, and, and I have to say that I, I've known her chief of staff uh, uh, since prior to his becoming involved in San Francisco government. And uh, do, you, do you still live in San Francisco? Oh, unfortunately, yes. I, we've been here since the turn of the century. The city, the city stinks, and, <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm I'm inbred here. Uh, I've been here since the turn of 1974. Yeah, well, you know, uh, <laughs> Willie Brown and Quinn Cop came in 1969. So uh, this city uh, well, wasn't Quentin Cop a Republican. Uh, I don't believe uh, Quentin uh, was. But no one, no one's cleaning anything up here, and they can't sweep this under the rug because they don't, they don't own the U.S. Attorney anymore, right? That's correct. All right. Well, look, my friend, I thank you for your great work, Gene, in San Francisco. We got another couple of quick calls here. Uh, Gene, go ahead, please. You're on the Savage Nation. Yeah, we moved to California in 1860, Oakland, and uh, my mother was raised in the city. Her father was a dentist there. He used to do volunteer work one day a week and doing uh, doing dental work for the orphans coming out of foster care. My mom was an equestrian in Golden Gate Park. We used to get dressed up, go to San Francisco to visit my aunt. Now, I I worked in San Francisco for three years, and I would have to put on a half-mat suit just for San Francisco. (laughs) Yeah, either you dress up like you're you're a hobo or a bum or whatever, or you wear a hat. You need to wear galoshes with a flower in your hair now. You got to be rich or poor. I'm, and, and they're they're just leaving us. No, it's very sad to see what these corrupt officials have let the city become. They could have stopped it. They could have stopped it a long time ago. But there was so much money being made, and there still is. Maybe something will straighten out now, Gene. Thank you for listening to the uh, program. The phone number is eight five five four seven. Let's move right along to something else. I must play for you on the show. Tomorrow is a big day for the impeachment scandal, and everyone's knows the word Bolton now. He's probably as well known as the coronavirus uh, worldwide. In fact, he is the coronavirus of the Trump uh, uh, campaign. And uh, I've warned everyone about Bolton for a long time. I don't know the man, never met the man. I know that he was advised. Trump was leery of him way from the beginning. I told you the story. I have to tell it again and again and again. It must have been December 2016 after Trump won. I was at Mar-a-Lago. Uh, went over to him, said hello, put his arm around me, said I wouldn't be president without this man. I'm very proud of that. To be an immigrant son and help help elect a president is a huge accomplishment, especially a president as great as Donald Trump. See, I don't listen to the detractors. I know how dirty they are. And the louder they scream, the dirtier they are, by the way. But that's a separate story. So he invites me over for ice cream, which I don't eat. I wish I hadn't had that bowls of ice cream looking back now, nor the hot dogs with what's happened to me. But I don't eat much ice cream, but for the president, I ate ice cream. I ate a lot of ice cream. We talk, and I swear I'm not making this up. There was Bolton all the way in the back of Mar-a-Lago, like circling. He was like on the perimeter. It was like a metaphor. And he looked over at him and he said, "What do you think of him?" I said, "Don't go near him." I said, "He gave us the Iraq War with a false promise of uh, weapons of mass destruction." Which, by the way, Sean Hannity ate lock, lock, stock, and barrel. And it worked for Sean Hannity. Sean became very rich and very famous peddling that lie. Now Sean Hannity's the big, big number one voice and conservative everything. Sean is the one, as far as I can tell, who advised the president to take Bolton in. But he wasn't alone. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. There's some other people who consider themselves great Americans by their own estimation. 
who also are on the Bolton team, they're going to make believe they hated him all along. The same people who put Trump down for a year and put everyone who voted him down uh, and then suddenly jumped aboard the, the Trump train were also on the Bolton train. And now they're going to make believe they're, they don't know who Bolton is. But I was onto this guy for a long time, not because I know him, never met him. It's true. I don't like men with that kind of mustache. They're usually hiding dirt. Anyone with that big a mustache, there's something behind. OK, I'm, I'm being funny now in a certain way. Maybe not funny. I don't like the look. It's unhygienic. This a guy who wears a mustache like that's hiding. I, I can't explain it. It's like a handwriting analyst analyst. I'm a beard analyst. It's like I watch car shows at night. I'm sorry. I don't like the guys with the crank beards. I can't watch it. I don't know how no matter how good they are on cars. Why do they have to have like crack beards or like they have crank beards like they, weird, uh, ugly mustachios. Something's. But anyway, getting back to Bolton, listen to this now. We put together our montage for you on the Savage Nation. The out-of-work U.S. Ambassador John Bolton, he's, you don't know who he is. Most people never heard of him. He's everywhere on television, mainly on uh, the Gurley show on Fox News. He's a little guy who looks like a walrus. He has an outdated walrus-like mustache that's very uncomely. And it kind of it, it gives me a creep fact. And nevertheless, all right, every, to each his own. I have a beard, so if he likes to have a walrus-like beard, I don't get it. Uh, I'm just identifying. So, him. John, would you like to put on a uniform and lead the troops in the charge against Russia? I mean, you should lead by example, John. I mean, you're calling for some kind of action, aren't you, John? Instead of sitting on your little behind in a studio or in your house in Washington, wherever you may live, John, why don't you go back, uh, take a position in the U.S. military? You must have some friends there. Put a uniform on and lead the charge. Go to Ukraine, fight with the uh with the uh, Ukrainians, and lead a charge against the separatists, John. Lead by example, as they do in Israel. Now, for anyone to call you Ambassador John Bolton is sickening. You never were an ambassador. You always were an embarrassment, not an ambassador. The day J Bolton starts his job as the new national security advisor, war with Russia looms. Can you believe it? I warned you. I said to you Bolton was a warmonger neocon. You know who he is, don't you? Walrus, who's been waiting in the outer rings for two years now. Mar-a-Lago, he was circling the outer ring. He didn't even get near the buffet. He was in the outer ring circling, 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 circling. Now they give him the job. Bingo, we're at war already with Russia and Iran. The that's the first day. I warned you who this maniac was. Why Trump was talked into hiring the walrus, I'll never understand. Maybe we'll play I Am the Walrus by the Beatles and we'll get the answer. Why am I so angry about this appointment of Bolton? What does it mean to me? Not, I wasn't looking for the job. Please don't tell me that. War should be the last resort in diplomacy, not the first. This schmuck has it upside down. This draft-dodging chicken hawk has everything backwards. He wants war before negotiation. It was Bolton who faked the WMD story to trick old poor dumb Bush into the Iraq war. How many men died in that? How many Iraqis died in that? Is Iraq now a better place for Christians? than it was under Saddam. You don't know that side of the story, do you? You know that looking back, Saddam actually protected the Christians? You don't know any of this. Again, it's a, not a complete story to most of you. All this war for nothing in Iraq. Nothing. It makes no sense. We were leaving Syria, don't you understand? We were getting out. Trump said, I want out. Who said they wanted him to stay in there? Warmongers. Warmongers. Who's a warmonger? Bolton, the walrus. Where'd he come from? Outer ring of Mar-a-Lago, circling the buffet. Wasn't allowed to dine. 
out of perimeter, wanted the job, begging, begging, circling, begging. I was asked what I thought of the walrus a while back, and I said, keep the walrus away. The walrus is a danger to the stability of America and the world. That's all. Let's leave it at that. I won't say who, what, put a when. warmonger into the uh, national security advisor position. The walrus, the mustache job. A man who gave us the Iraq war. John Bol Bolton, the Bush-era war hawk. Who was very leery. All right, we get it. There's a montage to show you that I, I told Trump not to hire him. Now, Trump came out the other day when the, the book allegedly is going to you know blow the whistle on something he said about Ukraine, this and that. Uh, and he said, I, I got rid of Bolton because he would have started World War Six. Remember that? He should have listened to me, honest to God. Eventually, he may. He eventually, he may. I mean, we had hot dogs on Air Force One a few months ago, and we talked about stuff. He asks, you know, he always asks people who are near him. It's interesting about Donald Trump. I'm not giving anything away. This is like a side effect of reality here. Uh, he asks all the people he takes close to him, which aren't too many, what they think about big world events. And he, he sorts himself. He doesn't just rely upon experts. He, he relies upon experts, but not solely experts. He asks people he considers to be bright, who he'll take, and, and trustworthy, near him. He'll ask him, what do you think about North Korea? Or what do you think about Syria? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? This is how he makes a decision. It's a very interesting way of coming to it, which is why he's upsetting the Washington establishment, because he doesn't go to normal people in the chain of command, like an ambassador or an expert on a the subject. They have knowledge. They may know certain things, but they may have become so locked into the doxy of their position that they can't think outside the doxy of their position. Trump does, which is why he's hated by the establishment. He's actually an anti-establishment uh, uh, president. He's actually an anti-establishment person. Now, speaking of the impeachment, tomorrow we're going to find out an awful lot. They're going to vote on whether to have witnesses or not, whether the walrus gets to talk or not. I can't wait to be here. Can you? Be back in a minute right here on The Savage Nation. Home of borders, language, culture, The Savage Nation. It is uh, quite a business to be in right now in the media. Tomorrow is going to be a, a big day. It's going to be a huge day tomorrow. Allegedly, McConnell is saying he has the votes to end the impeachment over the weekend. It's being reported by ABC News. If you're looking just for news, it says uh, GOP moves to block witnesses. That would be uh, uh, the mustache job. It says the Senate trial could be over by the weekend if Republicans have the votes, and they may have the votes. And if it's over, that means the president gives a State of the Union address on Tuesday without being hampered by the uh, night school lawyers who are trying to destroy him. Now, they're just put there by Pelosi. Now, where is Pelosi, by the way? She unleashes the dogs, the night school lawyers like uh, Nadler and that other corrupt bum, Chef. And uh, then she disappears to Israel last week. Isn't that interesting? I'm Yisrael Chai by the Wailing Wall. Wow, what a phony she is. But let's see what happens tomorrow, huh? With God's will and your listenership, I shall return. The Westwood One Podcast Network.